Well, good morning, everyone. How's Jesus doing this morning? How you doing this morning? That was a tricky question. It's good to have you here today. How many of you uh, learned something from Pastor Walt Hooker last Sunday? He was amazing. Uh, he shared some statistics that uh, just boom, just right in my face. He said, 65% of whites don't have black friends. And 71% of blacks don't have white friends. Think about that for a moment. 65% of white people don't have any black friends. Okay, all you white people out there, think in your head right now uh, of your black friends. I know that, that Walt said in the first service, he said, he said, you white folk, you need to have 50 black friends. So I ran up to him after service. I said, Walt, would you be my friend? <laughs> We're already friends. 71% of blacks don't have white friends. Could it be that one of the reasons we have such racial tension in our culture is because we're not friends? We don't understand one another. You know, the, the main purpose of last Sunday night's panel discussion here uh, on this platform was, was to understand to understand how people feel about race and ethnicity. It was to understand one another. It was to get the perspectives out there and to, to hear the perspectives that are out there and understand where, where each other's coming from. And I know a lot of you weren't there. A lot of you weren't there Sunday night. And I know a lot of you feel this way. You feel like, hey, I love everybody and I don't have any problems with race. I'm not, I'm not a racist. I'm not a bigot. Uh, I love everybody. I don't need to come to the panel discussion. And here's what I would say to you. How can you love somebody you don't know? How can you love uh, an ethnic group that you don't understand? And so this is a little pastoral rebuke for you this morning. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Right. A lot more of you white folk needed to be there Sunday night. Let me just shoot straight with you. OK, I know you love everybody, but you can't love people you don't understand. So here's my encouragement to you. Repent. Number one. Right. Make some friends. Go online. Listen to the panel discussion and learn something. Get a perspective that you might not have. Can I say that this morning? Can I say that? Man, we, we just need to understand one another before we can love one another. And so, and I love the discussions that have started. Let's keep those discussions going. Let's talk about them at lunch today. Let's talk about them, you know, in our small groups. Just keep those discussions going and let's understand and love one another. And let's be missional about race in our culture. All right. Well, we're not going there today. Today is Team Link Sunday. So we're taking a break from our series Culture Shock this morning, and we're going to get into some practical uh, message about serving. So if you have your Bible, I invite you to turn with me to Luke chapter nine, Luke chapter nine. And I want you to notice this morning the three main characters in this story. It's just three short Verses, And we're going to look at them. Luke chapter 9, beginning in verse 46. An argument started among the disciples. Imagine that. Disciples arguing, right? As to which of them would be the greatest. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, he took a little child and he had him stand beside him. 
Then he said to them, whoever welcomes this little child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. For it is the one for I'm sorry, for it is the one who is least among you who is the greatest. Let's pray. God, I thank you this morning that your word is powerful. It's much more powerful than my words. So God, help me to speak your words and help us to hear your words today in Jesus name. Amen. There are three characters in the story. There are the disciples. There's this little child and there is Jesus. The disciples represent you. The little child represents others. And Jesus represents God because he is God. So we have the disciples. We have the child and we have we have Jesus. Okay. And these three characters represent the three different kinds of people that can be served. Okay, so you can serve yourself, you can serve others, or you can serve Jesus. Are you with me this morning? The disciples were there and they were like, let's serve ourselves. Let's talk about who can be the greatest, right? Jesus brings out a little child, right? And in their culture, children were just like, you know, they were seen and not heard. They were just the bottom of the class, class structure. And, and so, and Jesus brings this little child uh, indicating how we can serve others. But then he also talks about himself. Can I tell you this morning that everybody in this room and everybody on planet Earth is serving somebody? The question is, who are you serving? Are you serving yourself? Are you serving others or are you serving Jesus? Let's look at the serving self piece. Many times, um, many times we think when we are serving others, uh, we are actually serving ourselves. And let me just break this down for you for just a moment. Maybe many of you here. Uh, in this service, you're serving on a ministry team somewhere um, or you're serving out in our community or maybe at work. You're doing some volunteer stuff, but you're serving. OK, and a lot of times people will say, well, I serve because, man, I, I get so fulfilled when I serve. Or or when I serve in my area of giftedness, man, I just come alive. It just comes so natural to me and I, and I just come alive or when I serve man, it just fills me up. It just energizes me. I just get I, it's like a drug for me. I go to church because it's like a drug. I serve on a ministry team man. it does something to me. It does something for me. It fulfills me. It's some version of I feel great when I serve. OK, and you might feel great when you serve. There might be chemicals in your bodies that are released when you serve and you, you operate in your gift and the purpose God has given to you. But you can serve yourself in your serve. You can be self-serve. Okay. So what's the motive behind all of those reasons why you serve? What's the motive? Right. It's, it's the unholy trinity. I've heard it called. Me, myself, and I. And I serve for me. But what happens when serving stops fulfilling you? Do you still serve? Right? Or what happens when, when you're no longer energized by your serving? It actually, it feels like it's sucking the life out of you and you're so exhausted when you serve. Do you still serve? What happens when you can't serve in the area of your gifting, that, that part of you that, that just comes so natural? What if you can't serve in the area of your gifting? Do you still serve? Right? The answer is yes, you still serve. Why? Because serving is not about you. It's not about fulfilling you. Or causing you to come alive. 
Serving's not about you. Well, then it must be about others, right? So if we don't serve for ourselves, we must serve for others. So we say things like this. Well, I serve in kids ministry because I just love kids. I love kids. I was talking to Pastor Raphael earlier this week, and he goes, man, when I started serving at Glad Tidings, I started serving the two-year-olds. And he said, I don't even like kids. (laughs) Imagine that, a pastor who doesn't like kids. Oh, my goodness. I don't even like kids, right? But, oh, I love kids. I love to serve. I love kids. Or we say, you know what? I have such a heart for lost people, hurting people. So, so I'm on the evangelism team or, or man, I, I, I have such a heart for homeless people. So I, I make, you know, a hundred peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and I go downtown and I just start handing out peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Cause I just, I just have a heart for the homeless or man, I, I just so identify with people in jail because I, I served time once. So I, I love going down there because, man, I can identify with those guys down there. So I just, I love, I have so much compassion for those men in prison, right? So what's the motive behind all of those answers for serving? It's me and others. I love to serve children, okay? So here, going back to this passage that we just read in Luke's gospel... Jesus makes something very, very clear. And basically what he's saying is this. Don't make your serving about your greatness, about you becoming great. Don't make serving about helping somebody else become great. Serve because of the greatness of Jesus. He said this. He said, whoever welcomes this little child, whoever serves others, says, welcomes me. He says, don't make your serving about what's in it for me. Don't make your serving about what's in it for others. Make your serving about what's in it for Jesus. What's in it for Jesus. You see, think about this for a minute. Why do we send missionaries to the unreached peoples of the world? Why do we send them? Do we send them so they can serve those who've never heard the name of Jesus? Is that why we send them so they can serve others, serve those who've never heard the name of Jesus? Or do we send missionaries and plant churches to the unreached because Jesus is worthy to be worshipped by the nations? We don't send missionaries so those missionaries can go, oh, look at the sacrifices I'm making. I'm, I'm leaving the comforts of Omaha. I'm going to a hard place. Or, or I'm going to a hard place in unreached peoples because those people really need to, to hear the name of Jesus. And they do. They need a Bible. They've never seen a Bible. They've never been in a church. They need all those things. But even greater than that, Jesus says this, when you've done this to the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you've done it to me. We've got to make our serving not about ourselves, about how it fulfills us. And it's not about the needs of others. It's about the worship of Jesus. So I'm kind of excited about this. Permission? Whoever welcomes this little child welcomes me. I want you to see this. And I know it's simple this morning, but we can forget. Let's look at Matthew chapter 25. And Jesus helps us to understand it like this. Matthew 25, verse 31, he says this. But when the Son of Man, that's talking of Jesus, when he comes in his glory, 
and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. And all the nations will be gathered in his presence, all of them. And he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep, those are the followers of Jesus, he will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. Wow. For I was hungry, Jesus said, and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Watch this. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say this, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to everybody, me. You were doing it to me. I don't know if, uh, if you've ever seen that popular television series called Undercover Boss. How many of you have seen Undercover Boss? All right, you're a little more honest than the first service. There were only a couple hands that went up. I said, come on, I know you watch television. Raise your hand. Everybody's like, okay, I watch television. (laughs) Undercover boss, right? Popular reality TV series where the high-level corporate executives, they leave the comforts of their own office and they go undercover and they take these entry-level jobs, right? They take these entry-level jobs within their own company to see how they are treated, right? And how the company is run. Can I tell you, we serve an undercover God. He leaves his high position of authority, the comforts of his executive office, and he comes down and he, and he enters into human race in an entry level position. Why? To see how he's treated. And to see how his company called the church is run. And so Jesus comes undercover and he comes in the form of of the sick person, the person in prison, the unwanted pregnancy, the homeless person, the guest who's coming in through the south entrance here at Glad Tidings. He comes in the form of the the immigrant and the alien, the stranger. He comes in all these forms and he's coming in to see how his company, the church, is going to treat him. And we forget that when we serve, we are not serving for our fulfillment. We're not even serving that person in need. We're serving the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we are on a parking lot team and we get up early on Sunday mornings, right, and we get here at 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 7 a.m. and Rock and Carla are out there setting up sandwich board signs and they're putting out cones, right? They're not doing it because, oh, look at them serving. They're just really sacrificing. You know, give them a gift card to Starbucks, you know. They're out and they're putting out cones. 
They're not doing it for themselves. They're not even doing it for the guest. Trying to reserve those parking lot spaces that are just for visitors. Go ahead, Holy Spirit, convict everybody right now. (laughs) They're not doing it for our guests. They're not even doing it for you so you can flow in and flow out. They're worshiping Jesus. They've made their serve about Jesus. Who do you serve? Who do you serve? Everybody is serving somebody. Make your serve about the worship of Jesus. When you're handing out bulletins, you're serving Jesus. Right? You're serving Jesus. You're serving Jesus. When you're greeting at the door, you're greeting Jesus. When you're changing that dirty diaper, you're serving Jesus. Listen, changing diapers stinks. Serving Jesus, awesome. Right? Getting up early on Sunday morning? Mm Mm-mm. Serving Jesus? Mm Mm-hmm. Are you with me? Come on, I'm not doing this for me. Oh, it's my gift. I got to get my gift out there. I got to live my... Yes, you do. You have to live your purpose. Right? You have to do that. But why are you doing it? Why are you going to the jail? Because, man, I was there once. I understand. I have so much compassion. No, that's not the greatest reason. I'm going there to meet with Jesus. I'm going there to serve Jesus. Monday, she here is from our church. Monday is sitting right here. Monday is from Chad. She's married. She has four kids. She's working a full-time and a part-time job. And somehow, I don't know how she does this, she finds time to be in our choir. And she's here every Thursday night for rehearsal, every Sunday morning, the second and the third service. And, and uh, Terry Brown, our ministries team director, called her and said, Hey, Monday, I hear you're serving, you're busy, but you're still serving. Why do you serve? And she said this, I serve because I love Jesus. She didn't say, I love to sing. I love to be seen. Right? She didn't say, oh, I have this gift. She said, I love Jesus and he's asked me to serve. That, my friend, is why we serve. Not because we love singing, we love children, right? None of that. We love Jesus. Monday, I want you to stand. Thank you for serving. Come on, stand. Thank you for being an example. We love you. Ah. We're busy. Everybody's busy, but we're not busy enough to serve Jesus. Never busy enough to serve Jesus. He's worthy of our praise. When serving is no longer about you. Now, let me jump back here for just a moment about this undercover God. I here's the deal. I know you don't feel this. You don't know this. But as a pastor, people treat me differently uh, if they know I'm a pastor. Um, most of the time they treat me differently. And sometimes I just get tired of it. I just want to say, Hey, I'm just Walt. I'm white Walt. Just, just hang with me. You know, I'm not the holy man. Don't touch the Lord's anointed thing. I'm just, I'm just Walt. I'm just a servant of God. Don't treat me like I'm this holy man and holy cloth and all this. I remember our neighbors got mad once at me and, and she goes, I can't believe a man of the cloth would, 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 act in such a way. And I said, well, 
I'm glad you wear clothes. I wear clothes. Yeah, I'm a man of the cloth, right? So here's the deal. I like to sometimes go undercover pastor. I don't like people to know it's me. I just want to be me. I just want to be me. Come on. How many of you out there? You know what I'm talking about. So after church today, this is what me is going to look like. I, I, I feel like you like me. I'm feeling good vibes this morning, right? But people don't know. See, when I cover my beautiful bald head with a hat, they, they don't know it's me. My lovely eyes, they, I cover them up. They don't know, you know. I go into the grocery store and I walk in, you know, I do the thing. And, you know, they don't know it's me. I know it's you. I see you, you know. And I'm out running on the trail and I've got my hat on and my cool clothes on. I'm running and I run by somebody, hi, you know, and, and they say, hi. And then about, about two seconds later, I hear, Pastor Walt. And I turn around and they're like, Pastor Walt. And they run up to me. I was reading in Philippians chapter 3 this morning. And they give me this. And pray for my husband. Will you fix me? You know, fix my husband. You know, I get these, all these you know, spiritual things going on. My son, he was, a, he was an usher for some time. And, and finally the usher realized that he was the pastor's kid. So the next Sunday he goes, oh, you're Pastor, you're pastor Walt's son? And he starts quoting scripture. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> See, God is our undercover. He comes undercover. He's an undercover God. And he shows up in these small places. We don't recognize him. And we're serving him. All right, we're going we're gonna to preach short today so we can go right into the, right into the team link. But I want to pick up on this. When serving is no longer about you... And it's no longer about lost, hurting people. It's actually about ministering to Jesus. This affects our commitment when we serve. And I want to read this in Matthew chapter 25. Let's pick up the story. The Bible says this in verse number 41. Then the king will turn to those on the left. Remember, he's talking to those who are not serving. And he'll say away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. Next verse, for I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me drink. I was a stranger and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick in prison and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, notice the Lord there. Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? Jesus said, and he will answer, I tell you the truth, when you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing what? To help me. When you realize that serving is not about you and it's not about others, it's about serving Jesus, you will take your serving more seriously. How many of you had an appointment with Jesus would show up late? Come on. If you had an appointment with literal Jesus... Well, I was running. I'm sorry, Jesus. I was running behind. I had to get my coffee at Scooters. I'm sorry. You know, you know, I just I overslept this morning or, you know, I'm kind of tired been working hard. Sorry, I'm late for my appointment, Jesus. 
See, when we understand it's not somebody else we're serving, it's not our ministry team, it's not even lost, hurting people, it's Jesus we're serving, we'll take our commitment much more seriously. We might show up on time, maybe even early, maybe go the extra mile. We've got to understand who we're serving. It changes everything. It changes everything. Serving will cost you, the Apostle Paul said. He said in Philippians 2, verse number 5, he said this. He said, your attitude must be the same as that of Jesus. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges and he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form... He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. God left his high executive office. He took on the very nature of a servant. He became man and he even humbled himself to the point of the the lowest place on earth, which is the cross. Can I tell you, serving will cost you. The cross will not fulfill you that you are called to carry. The cross will be painful to you, but it will serve Jesus and his purposes in the earth. So leading a small group means your house may need some repair. Serving on the worship team may mean giving up Thursday nights and maybe a few other nights to rehearse. It may mean serving refugees with Embrace the Nations, which means you may have to give up your Saturday mornings or your Saturday afternoons where you're out gardening or something like that. It may mean visiting men in jail when you could be out fishing. It may mean showing compassion to a woman with an unexpected pregnancy instead of playing with your grandkids that day. It will cost you. Your serve will cost you. It will cost you. But Jesus is worthy Of us carrying our cross. Let me ask you a practical question. What needs to die. For you to serve Jesus. What needs to die. Something in your life. Needs to be hung on the cross. You might be serving yourself. You might be serving yourself. You might be saying you know what. I'm just kind of hurting right now. I can't really serve Jesus. Until I get healthy. Can I tell you. You won't get healthy until you start serving Jesus. That's your journey towards health. Listen, our church is full of dysfunctional volunteers. We have over 800 of them. They're all messed up servants. We're all broken people. We serve in our brokenness. We serve in our unhealth. We do that. If we all waited until we were, right, like Jesus, we would have no servants in this house. So we serve. We serve even though we're not perfect. Even though we are broken in many areas. I want to talk about Team Link and we're going to wrap things up today. Team Link is an opportunity where you can discover the ministry where you can serve Jesus in. You don't have to be awesome. You don't have to be experienced. You just have to be a worshiper of Jesus. Uh, You don't even have to know what to do because we'll train you how to work with kids. We'll train you how to work with students, all of those things. And if you discover you're in a ministry team and it doesn't feel like a fit for you, then let us help you find a ministry team that is a fit for you. Okay, it's not a till death do us part commitment. Uh, It's something you can try out for three months and realize "Mm, this isn't quite the area. I need to find a different place to serve Jesus All right. Our goal is for everyone to sit in one service and to serve in another. 
Okay, sit in one service and serve in another like Mary and Martha. Okay, here's the big deal. We have this is amazing. We have 256 ministry opportunities, 256 opportunities this morning. One hundred and ninety one of them are in house and fifty five of them are outside ministry opportunities. And we have some very specific ministries that are high priority to us. Okay. Uh, Although we have 286 opportunities, uh, we have uh, some opportunities that are just an urgent priority. And I want to just help illustrate those a little bit this morning. Okay, as as Terry Brown said earlier, we have uh, 36 opportunities in uh, in kids ministries. And so I thought, well, what uh, what represents kids really well? I thought, well, diapers, diapers represent kids. So I have got I've got 37 diapers here. And, and so uh, they're clean diapers, okay? They represent serving in kids' ministry, not just nursery, but also in uh, grow kids, which is preschool, and up kids, okay? And so we've got 36 of these. And my thought is, if that's you, if you're like, you know what, I'm going to serve in kids' ministry, um, I want you, after service, I want you to pick up a diaper, take that diaper to, don't try it on, take it to ministry, t- <laughs> take it to our team link, Okay, Team Link is right behind the information center. It's room, rooms 201, 202, 203. Team Link, we've got tables all set up. You see the card in your bulletin? That's exactly how the room is set up. Okay, 37 diapers, 37 volunteers. I need, some vo- I need a volunteer to spread these out over the platform. Okay, so those are opportunities to serve there. But not just there, our choir, right? How many of you can sing? Okay. I hear you. I know you can sing. Terry said you can sing. We have we have some opportunities for you to sing. And, and we thought, you know, here we have 20 opportunities for you to sing in the choir. Uh, David said, my lips will praise you. So we've got some lips for you. So we've got 20 lips. Okay. If that's your area of serving, I want you to pick up your lips after service. Go to the ministry team lounge and say, I'm going to praise him with my lips. All right. Somebody pass these out for me. Spread them out around the around the stage. Thank you. Are we having fun yet? Okay, we're serving Jesus, right? Picking up diapers. We're singing choir, the band. Um, We have we have a number of opportunities in our band. See, some of you, you can play, you can play an instrument. We've got an opportunity for three bass players, three electric guitar, three drummers, one acoustic and one keyboard. So I think I've got 11 guitars. I need somebody to help me with the guitars. Just anybody come up there and grab, grab the guitar, spread them out. If that's you, you're like, you know what? I can play an instrument. That's where I need to serve Jesus, not me, not about my gift, not about you. It's about Jesus. I can serve with a pick up a guitar and stop by the ministry um, team link center after service. Okay, uh, transportation ministry. Woo! Ha! <laughs> we need three shuttle drivers. How many of you ride the shuttle on Sunday morning? The good news shuttle, right? 
All right, if you can drive, you got a pretty good record, we, you could help us. So I've got three shuttles out here, and if that's you, you're like, I can do that. I can drive a shuttle for a service. Stop up here, pick up a shuttle, and take it to Team Link. Okay, the last one, I love this one here. Um, M&A, Student Ministries, okay? Emanate Student Ministries, um, we have the opportunity for, we're looking for nine leaders who can lead high school small groups on Sunday nights. You've got to be 21 years of age. If you love Jesus and you love, you love high school students, um, we've got nine fidget spinners. Okay, I know they're controversial, uh, but today they're not. All right, and so we've got nine of these. And if that's you, pick up your fidget spinner and stop by our team link. Somebody help spread those out a little bit, okay? Um, my wife is dying. She's, <laughs> how many of you think these things are crazy? No, no, don't say anything. Okay, controversial. Uh, so we got our fidget spinners, all right? Um, our worship team's going to come. We're going to wrap things up here today. I want to say this. Um, we're going to close and the altar call is this. We're getting out early so you can go to Team Link. Okay, go directly to Team Link. All right. We've got hundreds of opportunities. You'll see on your Team Link card. There's a lot of opportunities I didn't even mention here. Okay, hospitality, media, a lot of different areas. Okay, so you can just take your Team Link card, go directly to Team Link across the hall. Uh, don't pick up your kids first. They'll, they'll wait for you. They'll take care of your children. Go to Team Link directly after. Pick up a diaper, fidget spinner, pick up a guitar, pick up a shuttle. All right? And uh, let's serve Jesus. Let's make serving about him, not about us, not about the needs. Let's make it about worshiping him. Father, thank you today for this opportunity to serve you, God. Lord, help us to, remind, to remember, God. That when we pass out a bulletin, we're, we're giving it to you, God. We're greeting, we're, we're greeting you. We're visiting the sick, we're visiting you. God, help us to make glad tidings and serving all about you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can stand if you would. I'm going to invite our prayer workers to come. There are some of you during our worship today where you got saved. You really got saved today. You're now a Christian for the first time in your life or maybe a rededication for you. We're going to encourage you to come and let one of our prayer workers know so they can pray with you. If you'd like prayer for any other reason, right here up front, prayer workers are available. Team Link, go to Team Link. Go, go directly to Team Link. God bless you. Have a great week serving Jesus.